Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here we go. Now we're recording. So today is May right. 16. 2017. Let me call Milo in. And is Milo in your house outside or is he at the vet still? He's in my house. He's actually laying on the floor next to me. <laughs> oh, perfect. So hold on. So Milo, please. Milo, Milo. Okay. He says he's ready for this conversation. He says the floor okay. is very nice. He loves following you around. He shows me following you around with his eyes. Uh, and I get he's been doing some of this with his body as well. He sees you as his um, definitely caretaker, Lauren, but most recently he actually sees you as his, his savior, the one who saved him, actually. All right, so your first question. Okay, so I just wanted to know, like, how he's feeling now, and, like, is there anything that makes him feel better or makes him feel worse? Okay. Okay, so how are you feeling now? Let's start with that first one. So physically, how are you feeling? Um, you know, he says as long as he's not running around and he's not increasing his heart circ- circulation and heart bl- uh, beat, like increasing the heartbeat in general, he says he's doing pretty good. Um, he feels that he needs to keep his energy levels in check. When I ask what does that mean, it's kind of like he has this knowing, this awareness that he's going to fare better uh, at getting enough oxygen to his lungs if he takes it easy. Now, with that said, he still gives me the impression that he may be 9, 10 years old, but he's still got quite a bit of spunk in his body, yeah. spunk energy. And so he's unwilling to become like an old cat or an old man cat. He says, I won't do that. Um, so he, <laughs> the movement of objects and things that catch his eye, he tells me, is still something that to this day very much um, interests him. He loves watching movement of things going very quickly, back and forth, back and forth. This could be anything from a bird to a toy, uh, a bird outside or a toy. Um, As far as what makes things better and what makes things worse, what makes things better, he says just kind of laying around and lounging is something that is very nurturing for myself, nurturing for my body. Um, He says he almost had a heart attack the other day. That's what his overall impression of what happened. It's like he almost had a heart attack. He says, I didn't actually have one, but I was on the brink of it. Um, He's showing me as if there was a low level of oxygen in his bloodstream, and he did feel some inner changes. There was some, um, if you've ever felt dizzy as a human, Lauren, that feeling of, uh, it's, it's like it washes over you before you actually faint. So he gives me that bubbly, prickly sensation um, that a human would have. I've experienced firsthand just before you faint. Um, so there was that. As far as what makes things better, what, what did I ask? What things makes better? What things makes it worse? How about worse? He just says, well, I'm not going to stop living life. So he's not really too focused on what's going to make things worse. He says, I want to eat what I want to eat. I want out when I want out. As far as he's concerned, this isn't going to stop him as far as living life the way he has been living it because he says, I'm my own cat. I own myself. Lauren is my caretaker. And and he says this with pride. He's very proud to have you as this person. 
as if he owned you versus the other way around. Yep. Okay, because that was another thing I wanted to know because the the, uh, doctors at the hospital were um, multiple people said recommended making him an indoor cat and I said to them, even if he's pacing back and forth and really wants to go out, like it's not better to let him out versus keep him in because he was a stray. So he, you know, he was an outdoor cat when I found him and he spends probably more time outside than inside. <laughs> yeah, he says he would go crazy and you and him wouldn't be able to stand him. He wouldn't be able to stand himself. You wouldn't be able to stand it either. Um, so he says you... He shows me an image of putting the doctor's cap on you. In this case, he feels you know better. You know what keeps him happy. He says the grass outside and sitting on your front porch, um, he says is very important to him because he gets to see what's going on in the neighborhood. He is co-captain out there, by the way, of um, <laughs> the um, half the road um, and a couple houses. I want to say if there was a house to your left and the right, he would co-own these properties as well. So it's like he has a job or a duty to do out there. He says, if you keep me from it, I'll just drive you crazy. (laughs) He already has for the last day and a half. (laughs) Um, So, all right, so if he goes outdoors, is he he going to still, like, stay close and lay and lounge around that because he said he knows that's good for him? Okay, yeah. So, Milo, how about that? No, he's going to do his usual jaunts. He's usual, he shows me images of like um, walking down on the side of the road. He shows me another image of walking along some picket fence line. He shows me another image of being under a bush. So what does this all represent? These are his, his jaunts. These are the places he visits. It's part of his, he has a walkway, if you will, um, a patrol walkway. So he's going to do these visitations. He's not going to just lay and um, be a couch potato on your porch. He says, I have a purpose to fulfill. I do a lot of things when I'm out and about, not just walking around for the sake of walking. He says, and he shows me an image of putting his paw on your hand when asked, what does this mean? He says, I really want her to hear me. This is symbolic for I really want her to listen to what I have to say. Okay, so go ahead. She's all ears. He says, I want to live life to the fullest. I cannot live happily indoors, kept up like a bird, cooped up in a cage like a bird. I am a cat. I have to be free. I have to be free to prowl. That's what makes me happy. He says, if I die underneath a bush, he says, I will have died happy outside in my, well, outdoors element. He owns your yard, by the way. You think you do? You don't. He owns it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So he says he understands that you worry, but it's like his desire to be free, Lauren, is bigger than his concern about you worrying about him. Okay. I kind of already knew that. <laughs> okay. Then it's confirmation for what you already know. <laughs> I mean, I I kind of knew that he was going to be happier outside, and I just felt like that's what he would prefer to do, even if... The only the only difficulty is going to be is because he's on medication. So twice a day, you know, it would be easier to give him his medication if I see him <laughs> morning, oh, you know, I... morning and evening. Does he come to you for all his meals, Lauren? Uh, usually he comes. There's sometimes he'll go out in the morning, you know, and I won't see him till the next morning sometimes. But usually he comes back in the evening when we come home. 
Okay. Well, let's inform him that you'd like to give him this medicine twice a day and what it, the purpose of the medication is and, and see if he's willing to help you out. And we can designate the feeding times of the medication coinciding perhaps with the meals, ideally. See what he mm-hmm. thinks. So, Milo, your person loves you very much. He says, oh, I know she does. She, she oh, what is that word? Fawns. It's never a word I use. Fawns all over me. It's, it's like the adoration and the love and, and you, I mean, he, you eat him right up. He's your little guy. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. He's a guy. Um, so, yes, she does love you. I'm glad you know that. And she would like to give you um, heart support medication from the vets. This would be given ideally twice a day. Uh, ideally, things given twice a day need to be kept even in the bloodstream, so ideally every 12 hours. That would look like ideally inviting you to come for meal times at a regular, you know, say 8 a.m. in the morning, 8 p.m., or whatever you and your person decide. Do you have an interest in taking this medication to support your heart, to help you live longer, which ultimately for you means having more outdoor time in this physical body? He says he does. He's especially willing to take it in the morning because he says he hardly ever misses breakfast. So morning, it's yeah. like he's, he's pretty much like 90% always there. Um, so mm-hmm. that's easy for him. As far as what about the evening, the second dose, of medicine, you know, he's not willing to guarantee anything. He says that's 50-50. He'll either be there or he won't. Um, Would you be willing to make an effort? He says he's often underneath your porch. He shows me to me what looks like a deck or some sort of, um, I want to say, wood covering. He's often underneath a porch. Um, So he won't always come to you, um, it feels like. So, I mean, you could get down there and see him and, and invite him, but should I take a look under the porch, Lauren. If you can't find him and you think he's around, try looking under there because he he's often under there and he's aware of you in the house, but he's like, I'm enjoying. That's like his den, his digs underneath there. Um, hmm. So can you help her out with this twice-a-day medicine? He says, I'm pretty much a guarantee for the morning. He says afternoon or evening, second feeding. This depends, he says, what I'm up to. He says that he's also willing to try a double dose, so in other words, a dose in the morning, a dose in the p.m., um, because he's kind of curious, quite honestly, about how different he would feel on the medication. Mm -hmm. He says, if it will stabilize my energy level, which I observe gets low in the evening, it does start to, he doesn't get lethargic or it's not draining energy, but he does lower, his energy is lower, less than in the evening, and he does notice that, and that's happened over the past year, he's observed. So he thinks if you give him this twice a day, um, he tells me, and if you make it taste good, he wants you to make it taste good when you give it to him, if you can. He just thinks that, indeed, it may benefit him, and that right there would be the incentive for him to come back for it again and again and again if he sees a difference himself. Got it. Okay. All right, and then I right now his the pills are um, or his medication is pill form, and one of the previous meds I had given him was liquid form, um, and that was, the liquid was easier for me to give him, but I was just going to see if one was better than the other because he doesn't take meds well anyway. But <laughs> okay, so let's see, Milo, would you prefer liquid versus pill for this? He says, whatever is going to taste good. Now, ideally, he says he would prefer to take it of his own accord. Um, okay. He doesn't want it to taste bad or bitter. Uh, Lauren, I have no idea what the, what the actual tablet or pill form they gave you tastes like. Um, 
I know back when my back when I used to be a vet tech at the animal shelter, I used to on occasion dip my finger into the liquid or, or take a little powdery in order to um, get an idea of just how bad or not so bad things tasted. Then I would know kind of how to doctor up or put the pill in something that was, you know, tuna juice if I could powder it up and hide it in that or something, a little meatball of canned food that I would give to the cat first to have them eat since they were hungry. They were more likely to eat that, and then I would give them the rest of the food. Kind of like getting creative might be an mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Okay. But he would prefer to take it of his own accord versus you pilling him. All right. Well, if, if he would be willing to eat, is there is there a kind of food that he would be willing to eat, whether it's human food or a different kind of cat food because the only food he eats right now is just the dry, crunchy kind, so that's kind of hard to put any sort of medication into. Gotcha. So how about that? Anything? He says just try it and put it down. He's not too sure what he'll try. Um, okay. So what is this image about? Um, he says, yep, say it. Okay. So Lauren, he's showing me a very cheap poor quality canned food by the name of Fancy Feast. You've probably seen them on the grocery store shelves. It's not good quality yeah. food. But he shows me, like, um, that can, and he's showing me a blue label um, and he, on it. So I, have no, I don't feed my cats that. So I don't know what that is, but a blue <laughs> label of that brand. And he shows me a little um, bit of that canned food being put down. And what would you be willing to eat this? He says, put it down, and I will try it. He has to let things pass the sniff test. Um, okay. If the sniff test, then he will eat it. So can she maybe put the pill in this? He says the pill is tiny. She can try. It is tiny. Okay. Okay. All right. I will go on a search for that and see what I can find. Um, And then, well, I was on the edge about letting him go outside versus keeping him inside. So when I was thinking about keeping him inside, I was considering moving his litter box, which is still down cellar. I'm assuming that he would prefer just to keep it down there because he said he wants to keep moving around. So, um, Do we feel the need to move your litter box? He says, no, life should continue on. Tell her I like fish and fish flavors as well. Fish and fish flavors, okay. Yeah, and, and Lauren, um, my holistic vet had me for a while giving my cat who had to take a supplement in sardines, not the sardines in oil, but the sardines in the can of water. Um, oh, and, okay. and of my four cats at the time, three loved it, one wouldn't touch it. So that might be something to try too. And if all else fails, you won't eat them. You know, a little bit, you would want to give them a small chunk of a fish. You wouldn't want to give them the whole fish because even that's a little bit too big if his diet isn't used to that. But you can eat the rest of the can yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But you could try that, yeah. All right, that's a good suggestion. Um, and then, again, when we were thinking about keeping him inside, um, we were deciding, well, what would make him happier inside? So was there, we considered, um, you know, whether he wanted, like, another kind of climbing tunnel or if maybe he would even want another another kitten, which... I know before he said, no, I don't want another cat. I want to be the only cat. So I was just wanted to see if there was anything else that would, you know, make him happier being around. 
Okay. So he tells me he's still not keen on the idea of another cat because he wants to be number one in your life. He doesn't feel he can do that if he has to compete with something else besides something else would chase him. And he says, I don't have the energy or the heart for that anymore. Yeah, um, that's right. Okay. He doesn't even think his heart could really take it. He would spend a lot of time outside and stop coming inside if you brought in a kitten. Um, okay. As far as a cat tree, he loves going high. Um, if you wanted to get him a cat tree, he would only use it part-time, though. Because uh, he says he's in your house a third of his life, like a, a yep. third of his time. So <laughs> yep. not even half and half. Um, I know. <laughs> but if you wanted to get him something high you could climb on he, and, and put it near or in front of a window. Or He's showing me, um, even if it was backed off into a corner of a room, but he could somehow have a really good view out of two windows uh, that happen to be on the same length of wall. He says that would work for him as well. Um, he says, we don't have to do anything special. He knows that your heartstrings have been pulled since this diagnosis. He shows me that. Like, it's, it's really um, came to the forefront for you, like, oh, my God, I could lose my cat. So he feels like it really came up to a head for you. And he's saying, and he puts his paw out in front of you, he says, stop, kind of like using his paw like a stop sign. And what else? He says, she needs to know, we don't have to do anything different. We can still maintain normal routine. He says, and she can give me the pill. He thinks it. He thinks, I don't know if the vet would agree, but he thinks that getting the pill at least half a dose, which would be one pill once a day versus the ideal dose of twice a day, is better than nothing. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's got to have life his way or he won't be happy and he'll make you miserable, he admits, and he would not feel bad making you miserable because you and he have been through this once before where he felt like you tried to keep him inside um, more often, and he just was like, nope, that's not going to work for me, and he demanded mm-hmm. that you let him out, and he won. He did. <laughs> um, okay, so I just also wanted to know that in following up with his diagnosis that probably next week we're going to have to go to the regular vet, and then in two weeks we're going to go to a cardiologist who can possibly tell us more about his heart, so I just want him to be prepared that we're taking two more car trips to do that. Okay. He says that's fine. He says that's fine. He's not concerned about this. He's letting you, okay, he'll let you explore his heart in this way. He says he doesn't want any major tests. He says I don't want any surgery. He doesn't want heroics like that. He just kind of wants to continue living life as he was before. Um, he's not looking for any extra support. You don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to do any verbal therapy or encouragement or anything. Um, I laugh when he says that because some animals, when they're going through a health crisis of some sort, uh, they they're needing that. And Milo's like, "Nope, I'm good. I'm taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm good." And Lauren's helping. <laughs> okay. What else? Um. That's, I think that's really all I was wondering. I wanted to see how he was feeling and what his thoughts were because I, I knew from the beginning when the vet said that I should make him an indoor cat that that probably wasn't going to work. <laughs> so um, just he has a very a personality of his own and uh, you know I, I want to be able to take care of him and they said, well, if something happens when he's not around... There's nothing I can do about it, but 
Um, I felt like, you know, Milo would rather be living outside anyway. <laughs> That's kind of my feeling on that. Yep. Well, you've been sensing so. him right along. He gives you a high five, um, and he says, you got me, girl. In other words, you understand me. <laughs> Let me see if he has anything else for you, because we've got 10 minutes left. So, Milo, Lauren is all ears. Anything else on any topic you want to tell her? Um, okay. So he does energy clearing work in front of the yard space uh, in front of your home. In this way, just, just so you know, he helps to keep the energy clear. He's actually telling me he keeps the ghosts away um, from hanging out in your front yard. Uh, Lauren, this is just me talking for a moment. Cats are very well known, at least in the metaphysical field, for clearing spaces energetically of ghosts and just entities and energies just really are not appropriate to be hanging around. So he's doing his job. He's doing a great job. He also does it for the house next door. Um, so he, he's doing it for your yard plus another half a yard. Okay. Mm-hmm. What else do you want to tell her? Um, he wishes he could make you into a small human and that he had a saddle on his back and he could put you in the saddle and take you for his jaunts, take you around. And for what purpose would you like to do this if it was possible? He says, I really want her to see my life from this, he says, very natural standpoint. He feels that you, like a lot of humans, are very much trapped in the social world of life where we interact with human to human, human to human, on a near constant basis. He says, I differ. He says, I interact with the flowers, with the grasses, uh, with leaves that fall on the floor, with birds that I like to watch that fly all over. He's showing me an image now of a little mouse or a vole when I ask, what is this about? He says, I pay attention to the little bugs that crawl and the little creatures that roam the ground that are like mice. And what is this about? He says, I am connected with nature. He wishes that he could take you and plunge you into the earth, onto the grass, for the purpose of having you seated in nature. Uh, mm-hmm. So he wishes he could give you the very... Um, very different perspective of living life where he says, he says, it's like I live life outdoors. Your house is just um, an igloo, something I go into now and then. He says very much to please you. Sometimes he'll do it to warm up or to see what's going on in the kitchen, what you're doing with your hands in the kitchen. That's very fascinating for him. Um, but he says, for the most part, I'm a natural man. He says it's like, Oh, gosh, he's he's picking my brain. So animals can go in and they can actually inspect our old thoughts and memories. So if you've ever seen Swiss Family Robinson, the people living out in the woods um, with nature, beside nature, uh, and collaborating with nature, he says, I'm like that, but I'm cat version. (laughs) Um, He has excellent hearing to this day, he wants you to know. His eyesight in one eye uh, left eye is perfect, close up as well as far away. Um, right eye vision is very, very good, close up. The vision distance aspect, not as strong as on the left, but it's not, I wouldn't call it weak, I would just call it gets blurry, um, about 50 feet and beyond. He says he's very smart about navigating the roads, which he seems to think is very quiet anyway, overall, in front of your home. So he kind of likens that to a path not driven by often. I don't know if it's a side street or what it is, but he seems to think it's, it's like he's very aware of um, staying on the grass and staying in the safety areas. Oh, good. That's good. He's taking good care of himself. This is what this is all about. I'm taking good care of myself out there. He says 
I would never purposely not come home. He um, He's showing me an image of, okay, it, this is a desire on his end. He says, I someday would prefer to die in front of her so she knows that I'm not out there lost, hurt, or suffering. Because he would do that as a gift to you, Lauren, if he has any at all say about it in that moment, simply because he wants you to have that peace of mind that you saw an ending and there's closure that you can obtain as a result. Um, And, you know, he also wants you to know he's going to go, 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 go like an Energizer bunny until the day he drops. He does not anticipate that he's going to be one of those beings who has like um, a momentary, temporary time of getting ill or still, in other words, not doing much movement. For him, it's going to be like going, 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 and then all of a sudden, it's like he's gone. And so he says he would rather have it that way because he says that's a life, a life worth, a life that was filled. Um, what is this? Okay, it's like he fulfilled everything. He filled it right up to the very end, and there was no lag or downtime. This cat doesn't like to have downtime. He likes to go, go, go on a daily basis, and he doesn't want anything stopping him. So he says. And he's showing me an image of um, weaving with uh, string and needle. What, this is symbolic for what exactly? He says, for if I have it my way and I can weave the ending just right, I will go out of my body very quickly, he says. And so I want her to know it will be a life filled right up to the very end. He thinks that would be most satisfying for himself. And he's not telling you this, Lauren, to try to depress you or make you sad or upset. He's just letting you know this is, this is what I would want. He doesn't want to waste time being ill. Does that make sense? Yep. It does. Sounds like Milo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, um, he's got such an independent streak, but also such a, a fierce love of the outside world. It's, um, I mean, I, I talk with a lot of indoor-outdoor cats, but he has a very unique perspective on it. Um, he says there's nothing more you need to do for me. He wants you to sleep well at night. When I don't come home, he says your job, and he gives you this, this writes on a sheet of paper, and he gives you the note. It's as if it's, he's giving you permission to sleep well at night. He often hangs out. Again, he keeps mentioning this under the porch. Do you know where he's talking about? I have a small front porch, and then I have a large back deck that he could be under either one of them. But when we come home, he often comes around the corner of the house, so I would think he's probably... Under the porch, yeah. Okay, okay. It just feels like it's wood um, versus cement yep. above. Yeah, both are, both are wood. Oh, they're both wood. Okay. Okay. Well, either way, let me go back to him. What else did you want to say on this? He just says, she needs to sleep well at night. I always have access to shelter anytime I want. I've got my choice to get under my porch. So, you know, if you don't see him one night, know that he's always got a place to go. He's also mentioning to me a skunk, and he wants you to know he'll stay away from it. <laughs> okay, that's a good good choice. <laughs> um, anything else for him? We've got a few minutes left. Um, I don't know. So if I don't see him for a few days, should I put anything outside for him, food or water or just let him come home when he's ready. Yeah, so Milo, how about that? Do you want her to put out food, water, if she hasn't seen you for a few days? Uh, He says, 
you don't have to because he's afraid something else will eat it, maybe a squirrel. I don't know if squirrels eat cat food, but he, he wonders if a squirrel would eat the food or something else would eat the food before he'd get there. And he says, besides, I'll just show up at the door. He tells me he's got no qualms letting you know that he's outside the door. So he'll announce it <laughs> when he arrives home. So it's not necessary for you to do that. Okay. Um, water, he says, is probably safer to put outside 24-7 if you wish, although he does have other water sources. He sometimes gets water out of a, he calls it a, a big feeding bowl. Uh, a big feeding bowl, but it, it, to me it looks larger than plate-sized. Um, I don't know if this is a bird bath that's placed in the ground or at a low level, but he he is getting access to water elsewhere besides you. Okay, yeah, There's a, I have a small little pond in the front of my house, like a very small pond, but it's filled with water, so that could be it. Okay, okay, is it the pond filled with water? He says there's, it's plentiful. He says yes. I get it in more than one place. She doesn't have to worry about that. All right. Um, one thing for you personally, uh, okay, I'll throw it out there. It sounds odd, but he's saying um, for you to wear glasses if you have trouble reading. If you have trouble reading or seeing print or it looks blurry, he's showing me an image of you putting on glasses. This is his suggestion for you. I wear glasses to see far away. She wears them to see far away. He says that's not what I'm talking about. He's showing me an image of you looking at print that's really small, and he says she needs to wear these. He shows me putting a doctor's hat on himself. Um, so, Lauren, if you start to see, I, I guess I would say to you, human to human, if you start to see your vision changing, consider what Milo's saying. He seems pretty confident about suggesting you this. Okay. <laughs> All right. She has heard you, Milo. Okay. Very good. And he loves you. He smooches you mm-hmm. on the cheek. He's oh. like the child that you just have to let run to Africa, and then when he's done, he'll come back home. <laughs> well, I love him too. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, let me go ahead and thank him. So thank you, Milo. And we're set for today, Lauren. So just give me 24 hours and I'll email you the recording. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great night. All right. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.